welcome back to the Bopo Besties podcast. We are super excited for this episode. It's going to be about Saucy West brands and how they profit off of social justice movements and the realities of being an influencer. And we're super excited to get into these topics. So let's get started. Who is Saucy West? Well, I guess I'm going to answer that question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so she is a fat black creator. Um, I believe she's also an author, a speaker. She is a lot of things. And she is also a changer, a mover, a shaker. A pioneer. A pioneer. Yeah. And um, if you are in the body positivity space and you haven't heard of Saucy West, um, you need to go out and search for her and find her fight for inclusivity um, because it's really important in producing change in this space. And she even had a hashtag. What was it, Natalie? Fight for in fight for inclusivity what and fat and free. Yeah, fat and free. Fat so she free. has a couple different initiatives that she's working on. And the fight for inclusivity one is super important because it's about brands, including those who are above a 3X. Um, so do you want to talk more about the fight for inclusivity? Yeah, that's one of her most recent initiatives. And she created a bunch of graphics that she posted on Instagram about certain brands who need to be boycotted because they are not truly size inclusive, but are branding themselves as such. And also a list of brands that we should support because they are doing the work and they are nearly or completely size inclusive. Mm -hmm. You know, that size inclusive in itself is a whole topic of... Technically, that would be every single size. Mm -hmm. um, we know that's nearly impossible unless you're doing custom. So I think with her initiative, size inclusive, I believe, was it a 28 plus or a 30 plus? I, uh, I, I don't know which, but I know it was and her above. focus is over 3, 4X. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. it was if they only carry to a 26, they're not considered size inclusive. They have to be carrying at least a 28, 30 or above mm -hmm. to be truly size inclusive yeah. under her um, initiative. So for instance, Eloquy didn't make the cut. Eloquy did not make the cut, which yeah. is heartbreaking for us yeah. because we work with them and we, we, we really stand. love their stuff. Yeah. Um, I know they do offer some things in a 28, but it's a limited selection. Mm -hmm. And I think hopefully that's, I'm hoping this initiative kicks their butt a little bit to say, okay, we're already making some things in a 28. Why don't we just make everything and, mm -hmm. and hopefully then size up to at least a 30. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there were a lot of popular brands that did not make the cut, such as, uh, Eloquy, uh, Fashion to Figure, I believe was on that list. Um, what else was on the boycott list? Um, I think Unique Vintage. Unique Vintage. Um, and, and she also points out when they maybe go up to a larger size, say 5X, but it's not actually... The size chart's not accurate. Yeah, not accurate. Yeah, which is um, a common problem. I believe Shein is one that... Oh, Shein's definitely yeah, on that list. <laughs> they only go up to a 20. Yeah. A you, 20. You do a 5X and... Yeah. And even sometimes the measurement, yeah, yeah. it's Forever wild. 21 plus mm -hmm. only goes up to a size 20, 22. I'm sure Boohoo is on there. Boohoo, like, I think, only goes up to a 22. Maybe Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova, I think, also goes up to a 22. So, but yeah. the thing is, a lot of these are very accessible because right. they are, you know, affordable. <laughs> a lot more fast fashion, yeah. yeah. 
affordable um, brands, yeah. And then you look at the list of the ones who are truly inclusive, like Universal Standard, Loud Bodies, things like that. You yeah. start to go and check them out. Or or sometimes it's like Nomad Swimwear, where it's a very specific um, thing that you're going to be purchasing there. Mm -hmm. It's just swimwear. Yeah. So it's not like... a it's not like you can get anything and everything at these places, and it's not like you can get it for super affordable prices. I don't think a single fast fashion brand made it to the inclusive yeah. list. I don't personally know of a single fast fashion brand that goes up to even a 26. Yeah. I don't know any that goes above like a 24 or 22. So I know that there's really no fast fashion brand on that list, which is a huge oh. issue mm -hmm. because a lot of fat people, a lot of people in America, a lot of people in the world are lower income that yeah. can't afford, you know, a $50, $100 pair of jeans. Yeah. And, and so not only is she calling for these brands to make some change. Should we pause? Cause the dogs are barking. Okay. <laughs> so, and not only is she calling for these brands to make some changes, she's actually asking us creators, the the ones who mm. are working with these brands one on one, to demand yeah. change, to demand inclusive models and inclusive sizing. Um, and I'll admit, I have not been good about that. Um, I sometimes try and make things fit. For instance, if they have what they say is a 3x but their sizing chart indicates i can fit it for example chic soul um they had sweaters that were very roomy i still worked with them mm -hmm. um and so she's asking those of us who are doing that to demand that these places increase their sizing yeah um the only thing is a lot of these brands have the same exact response is, you know, well, our manufacturer and we're working on it and yada, yada. Um, so then you kind of get that feeling of, well, I don't want to miss out. Like yeah. someone, they're going to work with someone else. Right. Um, they will. So I'd rather it be me. Um, so that's kind of something I've been struggling with on my own. Um, yeah. Um, I, I want to work with brands. I want to work with brands that I like and that I support and that I think are doing good work. But there needs to be more done. Yeah. From me and from the brands. Yeah. I hate watching you. Not, not just you, but there's a lot of creators I know that shove themselves. Literally, they shove themselves into clothing to make it work, to work with a brand or to get paid by a brand. Um, and that's super depressing mm -hmm. and it's not uncommon at all. Uh, I would say we, if, I, I would say every single plus size influencer has been there, even the size 14 girls. Cause I know the size 14 girls, some are shoving themselves into brands that only go up to like a large or XL. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the plus girls who are on the, the, the higher end, the 26 or 28, are shoving themselves into like a 4X or a 3X because they only go up to a 3X. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we've all been there and and done, uh, yeah, like I guess it's a moral gray area because obviously we don't want to deceive audiences or support a brand that isn't catering to our bodies. But at the same time, in the plus size industry, we don't have the same opportunities 
or the same brand amount of brands mm -hmm. to work with. We're extremely limited. Yeah, we only have so many. We only options. have so many, and it's very few. It's very few options. So yeah. there are definitely times when you you have to do what you have to do, and it should not be that way. And that's kind of that's part of the fight. The fight mm -hmm. for inclusivity is we shouldn't have to do that. We should never have to do that or feel um, like we need to support a brand that isn't catering to our bodies. Right. Yeah, and and so that kind of segues into um other creators kind of putting themselves in the center of this um yeah. call to action for these brands and sort of taking over this initiative that saucy started and we've personally seen it from people we know or know of in the community um and it keeps happening yeah. it keeps happening where um white or um mid-size or thin creators are putting themselves in, in the middle of, of um, they're putting uh, themselves in the center of the conversation yeah. when they need to be a supporter yeah. of course they amplifier. should be they can be a part of the conversation they should be an amplifier exactly yeah. that's exactly it and time and time again we're seeing these either white mid-size or thin influencers uh, I would say capitalizing on it I would say viewing it as an opportunity rather than a social justice movement rather than a fight mm -hmm. for equal rights you know what, what it is they're using it as a business opportunity to further themselves mm -hmm. versus further the cause and so are brands too and so are brands they'll say you know clothes for everybody and you go and you search and they only go up to a two three x and sometimes those the sizing for those is not quite oh we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> that's our next conversation but yeah, you know, it's really important to do your research and look into the history of these movements and the the plus size movement, the body positive movement, size inclusivity movement was started by black women. Yeah. It was started and championed mm -hmm. by black women for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not super new. This has been around. I don't know the exact start, but I know it's been mm -hmm. many, many years that black females people of women of color mm -hmm. have been at the center of this conversation and have been the true force of pushing these initiatives and time and time again they are not getting their credit they're not getting credit that's due their voices are not being heard um and we're seeing that very recently there's been two specific situations we've seen where white plus size females were uh, given the opportunity to speak to news outlets mm -hmm. and and given the opportunity to speak about the cause when they were not properly informed on the cause they they were not the champions of the mm -hmm. cause they were not the creators of the cause and um even more sad is they didn't even know who those people were um, and uh, <laughs> this is going to be maybe controversial, but if you are body positive, if you are plus size, you need to know who these people are. You need to know Saucy West. You need to know Curvy Naomi. You need to know these black women who have started these movements. You need to know what the movement is 
And you should be supporting this movement and amplifying their voices, amplifying their posts, their blogs, their articles. You can of course talk about it yourself, but if a news outlet reaches out to you and wants to do a story, um, you better be talking about them. You better be know your history, know your facts. Um, and even more importantly, you better be suggesting to these news outlets, hey, you should be going straight mm -hmm. to the source, which is Saucy West, Curvy Naomi, yeah. people like that. Like, don't make up your own hashtag when there's already one out there <laughs> that was made by a fat black woman yeah. um, because that is whitewashing. It's and, whitewashing the cause. And we also see a lot of thinner white women taking body, mm -hmm. um, positivity body positivity and yeah. saying, you know, we can be happy no matter what your size and, you know, accept and love your body. And that's not <laughs> what it is. It no. is making sure the marginalized folks, the fat black women, the fat women of color um, are seen and heard because they're, they're not. And they're not. And they're still not. That. And they're still so, not. To this day, they're yeah. still not. I don't think Saucy West... Uh, I believe she has not had the opportunity to talk to a major news outlet yet, and she's been fighting the fight for a very long time. Same as Kirby mm -hmm. Naomi. Um, very few reporting on uh, on them and their cause, but we see tons of white influencers, thin influencers, midsize, mm -hmm. speaking to these news outlets and championing championing their own cause. But we're all fighting the same okay. fight, you know. Mm -hmm. So you. There's no reason to go create your own hashtag or create your own cause. We're all supposed to be part, and we should be part of this one cause, fight for inclusivity and body positivity. Yeah, you need to use your platform to yeah. to further amplify those voices. And I believe it, the one of the instances uh, Natalie and I might be referring to, I believe Saucy herself said, Hey, you have a great platform, more than me. Use it to amplify what I've already yeah. said, what I've already done. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what we need to do. We yeah. need to listen and we need to take action. And, and I, I know personally myself, I haven't done a good job of that. Um, and so sometimes it, it does take some of these folks to make some of these bad choices to see, wow, I have not been doing the work. I haven't yeah. been doing the right thing. Um, and so we just wanted to have this conversation to have an open dialogue about it with our audience and with each yeah. other and, and about ourselves and about what we're seeing and experiencing out in the body positive space. Yeah. I think we can end this segment on telling our audience, telling our listeners what they can do to support. I think the number one thing you can do to support is to follow these body positive champions, follow these black uh, people of color, women of color who are championing the fight. Mm -hmm. uh, Saucy West is a big one. Curvy Naomi is another. Those are just two of mm -hmm. tens of, of black and women of color uh, who are fighting the fight and who have really started this this, yeah. this campaign. Diversify your feed. Diversify Intentionally your feed. follow fat black women yeah. so that you can see a diverse feed show up. If you are scrolling and you're only seeing white women, if you're only seeing mm. mid-sized women, mm -hmm. you need to diversify your feed. Yes. Um, so that is one of the things that I have done and I yeah. highly recommend it. And you know what? You're going to see better content. You absolutely are. Yeah. The second thing is to like their content, share their content, amplify their voices. If you have a platform, 
absolutely speak on it and share again share their content share their initiatives use their hashtags uh when you can um really amplify their voices and absolutely become a part of the movement but don't take over or take control of the movement uh, we need more people to be supporters and amplifiers. We already have our leaders. We already have our champions of the movement. So amplifying their voices is super important. Mm -hmm. The third thing you can do is to put your money where your mouth is. As Saucy West is saying, boycott certain brands, support others. We know that's difficult. Yeah. We know that's very difficult. As creators, it's yeah. nearly impossible. And sometimes we can't do that we can't boycott 20 30 plus size brands because that's all we've got um so i understand that's not always possible possible but even just doing research and looking into which brands are size inclusive shopping at their stores as well as the ones that maybe aren't you know supporting businesses that are doing the work with shopping and money is really important um and then i would say the last way that you can really really help is to comment and dm these brands and say when are you expanding i love your products i would love you know i would love to shop here but you know i'm a size 30 you don't carry my size i'm a size you'd even be a size 14 I'm a, I'm a size 14 but my friend can't shop with me and i don't think that's cool you know so can when call out these brands and you can do it in a nice way it doesn't have to be aggressive but just simply ask them do you intend on extending your sizes and when and that's something that i've been doing fairly aggressively over the past probably four months um i've been dming every single brand i work with and i ask them point blank are you expanding your sizes and when mm -hmm. and i will say that a majority of the time you will get a very generic yes of course we want to do this yes we have plans to you know in the future and then when you press harder yeah like when in the future they're like oh we don't have a date on that yet but that's definitely on our like goal list and this and that and okay it would be nice to get a more concrete plan from them they should have a concrete plan but i think just if they're getting all this external pressure from customers mm -hmm. from creators saying hey these are our expectations for you um we're giving them every opportunity to live up to those expectations and to do the right thing so please again dm comment on these brands posts and just simply ask them and you can do it in a very nice way if they intend on extending their sizes and when yeah. and just to kind of, i think natalie already touched on this but educate yourself and educate yeah. your friends and your community mm. um i think that's super important um yeah there there are folks out there who do the work to educate although they don't need to yeah. um so i subscribe to anti-racism daily and it is a daily email that you get um and then there's the shine bright um shine brighter classes um from monique yeah yeah so there are easy ways to educate yourself some of those ways are free um, but you can also donate. You can do a one-time donation. You can do over time, uh, multiple donations. Um, I think some of the Shine Bright classes you can pay for, um, maybe even for the recording. But anyway, um, just, you know, uh, do the work. It's work. Do the best you can. Do, do the you know, there's you always, can. you can always do more. You could spend your whole life researching and educating and, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of doing what you can with the resources you have, with the time you have, do the work. Um, no, it'll never be enough. <laughs> you know, we could always yeah. do more, but do something yeah. 
and and be mindful and really be proactive about educating yourself and taking the steps necessary. It just can't stop at posting a black square for BLM. No, no. That's not even the bare minimum. If anything, that was not good. Okay, anyway. <laughs> For this next segment, we are going to talk about how brands are profiting off of social social justice movements. This has been a problem for years, uh, but I think it's gotten very bad over the last two years with BLM, with Pride Month, and now with body positivity. They are using social justice movements, which are very serious and very important, and using it just to further profits and not actually do the work. Um, so we saw that with Pride Month in July. Every single brand was, yeah, we support LGBTQI+. Yes, we do. Yada, yada. Let's make every single brand made pride flag merch, right? Mm -hmm. Rainbows everywhere. And then <laughs> the joke or the meme is, you know, August 1st, like, take it off the shelves, discount it, sale, get rid of it, donate it, trash it. Um, and that's all over, right? Change the logo. Change the logo back to normal. It's like, we support you for one month a year. Um, same with the BLM movement. We're going to donate this amount or we're going to work with this percent of creators. I would say a small fraction of brands actually did what they were what they said they were going to do, maybe 5%, maybe 10%, maybe less. I don't know the numbers. All I know is that a lot said they were going to do it and hardly any did. Mm -hmm. And now with body positivity, um, that keyword size inclusivity, size inclusive and body positive have been thrown around left and right. We're seeing straight size brands say they're size inclusive, body positive when they carry up to an XL or a 3X or a 2X. Um, that's not what size inclusivity is, but they brand themselves as such. So people, mainly straight size women can feel good about themselves. Yeah. I saw on TikTok size inclusive, you know, fit, everyone can fit in this, whatever, whatever. And I, I saw it was Savage X Fenty and I'm like, no, 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 no. I've check their sizing i don't fit mm. so i'm like oh, are they announcing that they've expanded Expand. their sizing no they are one of the worst culprits of this because they do like that big fashion show they just did it they'll put plus size models in there mm. they'll put size 26 28 women in there um but i think their sizing only goes up to like a 2022 20, i'm their largest sizing there and sometimes no it does not fit way i was gonna fit in anything from them not even close yeah. i barely fit and sometimes i do not fit and i'm a size 20. yeah so no they are the they are not even close to size mm -hmm. inclusive but they brand themselves as such yeah. and there's lots of little boutiques who carry up to a 3x their 3x is really like a size 20 like an 18 yeah. 20. Um, that's not size inclusive. It's like, are they all getting it from the same same manufacturer? And they are. Well, boutiques everyone's are. answer is the same. Oh, well, our manufacturer doesn't go up any higher. Right. Like, but are you demanding that your manufacturer extend? Yeah. It's just a money grab. And it's become so obvious. Like, even with the big box stores, like walmart or best buy or this or that apple whatever being like oh we love gays we love gay we're gay pride yeah we support it oh we support people of color blm yeah and then like okay you you stuck a rainbow sticker on something you made a rainbow phone case mm -hmm. and uh, maybe you made a phone case with the blm fist and then what's next mm -hmm. right like that's it it's like they support it for that month 
They advertise the hell out of it. They spend all this money on advertising, but then like they never do anything deeper. It's all very superficial. Like here's a rainbow backpack, here's a BLM backpack, um, moving on. It's because they're not going to make money off of it the next no. month. No, and it's they don't want to donate. Buzzword. They don't want to donate nothing. They don't want to uh -huh. give money away. Yeah. No. So, so what are some examples that you know of? Maybe some companies that said that they were going to do the work and they really let us down. Do you have any that you can think of? I, I know of a company that I can say I feel like has been doing the work, um, um, and that's Eloquy. That's Eloquy. Um, they continue to amplify black creators yeah. and designers and I think just recently they had a black um, disabled comedian um, hmm. that they just featured yeah just the other that day. was awesome yeah. yeah yeah they are doing the work I agree that's the one brand in the plus size sector who I do see doing the work for BLM though yes they're not doing the work with extending their sizes yet mm, yeah. I do expect that to come in the next year and if it doesn't I will be extremely disappointed I've heard some rumblings that that will be coming within the next year mm -hmm. and I'm expecting that from Eloquy that's yeah. I'm talking to you um but they are doing the work in the BLM uh, social justice movement but that came after people really called them out and I want to make that very clear yeah. Eloquy is doing that now because everyone was up in arms that they weren't doing it and they said they put out a message like we hear you we see you and then did nothing and then people had to really go hard in the comments and DM saying I can't support you unless you're really gonna do the work and then they did stand up and do the work. Mm -hmm. So they were strong armed. Let's just make that clear though. And I think no, I haven't seen a single brand, big brand do the work on their own mm -hmm. without being called out. And I think that is the main issue is it's not until they're losing revenue mm -hmm. or losing respect or prestige that they then do the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw recently, um, Universal Standard um, had a new campaign recently about um, inclusivity and in different, you know, bodies. And from what I saw, people were still not happy with the representation mm -hmm. that they had. Mm -hmm. They partnered with a black photographer, um, which was great, a black fat photographer, but the models still didn't really go above a 24, mm -hmm. which is what we're asking yeah. for. <laughs> and we're very explicit about what, like BLM, they have a whole list of like what they want you to do, right? And even body, body positive plus size, size inclusivity, we have a list, we, we comment, we want you to extend your sizes above a 30 or a 26, you know, above a 26, preferably above a 30. We want you to see more big plus size women above a 26. Like we say that and they yeah. still don't do it. And they go up to like a 40, 42 or something. Oh, but then it's that's like, unacceptable. But they didn't use the models. Right. They didn't use that's models unacceptable. To, yeah. So, so they have a great range. Yeah. Their stuff is very expensive and very basic. Very expensive, very basic. But yeah, from what I recall seeing of that, um, it was like, I'm bigger than these models. Come on. <laughs> That's super disappointing that they do, they are size inclusive. Mm -hmm. They're on that list of size inclusive brands. They're doing that work, but then they're not representing that body. So it's like, are you ashamed that you carry up to a 44? Like, do you not want to show that you carry up to a 44 like what's the what's the issue um another brand i know not doing the work that i've called out multiple times swimsuits for all mm -hmm. and even bigger that full 
full beauty brands conglomerate, which has um, Catherine's, Romans, mm -hmm. Avenue, Swimsuits for All. They ha they own like 10 different plus size, yeah. plus size brands. Mm -hmm. uh, Swimsuits for All is doing nothing. Yeah. Not They're not uh, in inclusive sizing. No. They are not using inclusive modeling at all. <laughs> and they are doing, they said zero about BLM or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they've worked with Gabby Fresh. I know that, but. Yeah. That, I think that's more like, here's our token fat black woman. Mm. And so there we did the work. But also yeah. not everyone can fit. And it's also very expensive, but we don't care. And also we're not going to ship it. Yeah. I find it ironic that before BLM, because they've done at least, I want to say at least four years of collections with Gabby Fresh, at least four or five. They've done quite every year they've been doing one for a while. Um, and, and the first two years, they went very hard with promoting it. Because I remember way before I was a creator, I wanted to buy one of her swimsuits. They're very expensive. That's a whole other story. But they were like gorgeous and like everyone on YouTube was reviewing them, everyone on Instagram was reviewing them and I really wanted one and they were going very hard and then it seems like after BLM like this last year they released the swimsuits and we're just like okay they're on the website go mm -hmm. buy them if you want and that's it mm -hmm. like they didn't do the level of promotion that they've done in the past I know the creators which is ironic for sure were I'm maybe that's why they they maybe gave it to the creators um to do because i i definitely saw lots of creators with the suits before they were dropped mm. yet and advertising them um so but then the brand didn't do the advertising yeah i think maybe they were partnering with creators <sighs> they have so many issues <laughs> they're not shipping their products they're charging 20 dollars to ship a bikini um they're like not you can't like return your product half the time you have to pay return shipping there's nobody to answer your customer service they're not supporting blm they're not supporting the size inclusivity mm -hmm. movement they're not advertising with plus size bodies the list goes on with them they're just like a chronically uh a chronic issues they have chronic issues it's always something with them so that's one brand that i'm boycotting forever <laughs> unless yeah. unless hey i do believe in like redemption like unless one day they get a new ceo and that ceo is like okay like let's do some damage control let's get it together let's start you know supporting what we say we're going to support are there other brands that you are for sure boy boycotting um that you can think of oh gosh on the spot that i can think i know that i am i just got to yeah. think of it for me anthropology um oh. i i try to not even look at what they have. That's hard for me. Their stuff is very cute. <laughs> um, but very cute. The models, not inclusive. No. Um, the clothing, not inclusive. No. Um, yeah. I, it's not inclusive. I think the 3X yeah. goes up to a 24? Um, I or is it 26? I think I do fit in the but top size. Tight. On the top side, but not the bottom size. Oh, I meant their their highest. Oh, size. the highest size on um, a three X. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. Like it, it's maybe it's a yeah, it's like a twenty four, twenty six, depending on the cut of the item. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so very most, expensive. Most of it for me is their model choice. I get you. Um, there's not much diversity mm -hmm. in um, skin color or in body shape mm. size at mm -hmm. all. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, it's always going to be like a personal choice of who you support, who you don't. 
um, at the end of the day, if you're not doing any work, it makes it very hard to support you. You know, if you're not doing anything, if you're not supporting at least one, you know, LGBT, BLM, or size inclusivity, if you could just do one, then you, you have some redeeming quality. If you can't even do one of them, you should be doing all. If you can't even do one, then like, geez, like, just just say, just put in your bio. We do not care about people. Like, just, just say it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, just be forthcoming about it because... If you're not gonna do the work, your the that your customers are demanding and wanting, then how can I give you my money? Yeah, and a lot of these companies, these plus size companies, are they owned by men? Oh God, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> it really bothers me. I don't know why. Like I, I'm in business. I graduated with a business degree. I have a business degree. I have business certificates. I've been in business for many years. I understand that it's a male dominated field. But it feels so weird that women's fashion in general is dominated by men. All the major, like even skinny bitches, even the skinny bitches companies, you know, luxury brands, most majority are head by men. You know, like Gucci and Chanel and this and that. It's all head by men. And and then you, straight size companies, head by men. Plus size companies, head by men. I find it more alarming with the plus size companies because the whole plus size movement was started by black women. You would think that black women would be in charge and they should be in charge. Um, but it's still white straight men. Yeah. Or even in any like jobs in the company, the high, any higher, any up. higher positions. Yeah. I think if you don't have plus size women in your higher positions, you're never going to make it to like being a top tier company. You won't. You're at the very least going to need some consulting from You're black women. Absolutely. Like, you which, can't make a yeah. product and not have that target audience in your leadership positions. Which honestly is a good idea, even if you have fat black women in your company. Hire fat black women to consult with um, and, yeah. and understand what you need to do because there are wonderful fat black women who are doing that work. Um, Find them and use them. It's not hard to find them. It's not hard to pay them. Yeah. Um, and it'll make such a big difference in the business. Yeah. yeah. It'll only help. It'll only help. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, I understand business is all about money, but it's like, how, how are you making products when you don't even have your audience, t like, in your company, in the leadership role, mm -hmm. telling you what they're looking for, what they want, you know, giving you feedback internally? And I think, I think that's why a lot of plus size companies are having issues with fit, having issues with style, having issues, you know, across the board because they are, do not have plus size women mm -hmm. in their leadership roles. Yeah. And so they're not getting that important feedback. They're getting it from their customers, but I think they can easily brush that off as like, oh, that one cut just didn't work for that one customer or those five customers. When if they had a plus size woman in their leadership role, they could hear it internally that kind of makes me think of torrid though because i've been yeah. disappointed for a while in their cuts and their styles but yeah. I i'm fairly certain they do have women what think. about lane bryant i think lane bryant's mm -hmm. in that so that's kind of interesting is like for me and i still believe this to be true lane bryant and torrid are the top two 
revenue wise for plus size fashion i believe this is true they've been both been around for years toward to celebrate 20. lane bryant is the first ever plus size company they started in like 1908 something like that very like lane bryant is og the plus size company <laughs> um and i think they're both struggling with style i think they're both struggling a little bit with fit um definitely style and i believe both no one is run by a woman toward and the other one is run by a man lane bryant i i think it's liz munoz mm -hmm. um the ceo right but you know even if it has a woman ceo if the if the the people under her and the people on the board you know it's a public traded company now the people on the board mm -hmm. now this is all white men she she can't you know steer the entire ship herself that's not how we're just because she's ceo if they're if the product designer is a white man and all the people on the board of directors are white men and the you know marketing directors a white man and they're all men you know she the product designer is a that's what i'm saying the product designer is a man um <laughs> you know she can only give so much input yeah she's one person yeah she can't steer a billion dollar i think that they might be company it's like that's a lot of pressure to put on one fat woman <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the whole point is you can't just have one person that needs to be throughout all levels levels of the company that needs to be represented. Your client, your customer needs to be represented in the people you're hiring that are running your company. Yeah, I don't know their hierarchy at all. No, I really and that's the thing. We like don't know about that yeah. with any of the companies. I feel like they're very guarded mm -hmm. in who their employees are and how many women they have, how many people of color they have. Um, and I know why because people have been calling out brands you know we want to know we want to know how many people of color are, are in your company we want to know how many women are in your company we want to know who are making these decisions because they're not good ones uh lastly i think the issue with these companies and what we've seen yeah. time and time again is the you know round out round up your your purchase and we'll donate the 50 cents to breast cancer awareness mm -hmm. or BLM or um, cancer society or whatever it might be. Um, I always say no because they take that money, they donate it under their company name and they get a tax write off. So never ever <laughs> round up your money at the store, whether that's Vons or the, you know, the grocery store, whether that's Target does that all the time. Um, whether I know Tor does that all the time. I think Lane Bryant all the time, they have it like every time you check out, they are getting tax write-offs that way. They are taking your money and donating it and write it off in taxes. Mm -hmm. Donate the money yourself directly. I believe the limit is 300. I don't know if that's going to be for this year. I don't know it was last year. You can donate 300 and write that off your taxes. Um, donate yourself. Donate yourself and get the tax write off yourself because this is how these companies are disguising themselves as supporting causes, right? Supporting charity. It's just a money grab for them. It genuinely is. They are just donating your money and writing that off their taxes. Don't feed into it. Don't feed into it. Don't it's, do it. Yeah, biz, companies are, it's all about bottom line. It's always about profits, no matter what. No matter what. I'm not talking about small businesses. I'm talking about corporations. 
at the end of the day it's all about the bottom line no matter what and they're not going to make a decision unless it is profitable they will not do anything unless it is profitable so just remember that when you're you know shopping at stores especially big big brands target walmart torrid lane bryant it's all about the bottom line and people are not first sad reality <laughs> but that's why you support small businesses because a lot of them it is people first of course it's pro everyone has to make money you know you're not first you're last oh <laughs> um it's a great time to support small businesses there's more small businesses than ever in the entire world of history yeah. there are more small businesses what i did last year for christmas I love um, that. was i only shopped small, um, business. small black owned awesome. business um, so I encourage you to try doing that. That's really fun too. Yeah, it was fun. Um, because the gifts that I get, gave were so interesting and unique and different. And, um, so maybe try that maybe for birthdays, for the holidays. I love that. Um, maybe you start with your, um, toiletries. Start there. Um, because there's so many amazing, mm -hmm. like skincare, hair care. There are. Um, you know, candles, so many amazing companies mm -hmm. that are, black owned small try etsy that's a great i place. love etsy yeah. but you have to be careful to make sure it is like handmade and like real mm. always check out their social media because sometimes it's just resellers which yeah. suck um but you're right that's good that's really great that to try and do small business shopping yeah. for the holidays i'll be coming out with some gift guides for the holidays. oh i love that shop small and then shop black owned. do you have a couple like of your favorite small businesses you want to shout out um i love juvia's place for makeup absolutely yes. love it love um i think makeup. rio geo is the hair yes. care um that i got you mm -hmm. um ari's picks she it's not handmade by her but she like collects some fun little things in her shop mm -hmm. um and oh well she did uh she does make some things um worthy and badass um she hand makes jewelry keychains i have like a little plant holder from her that's fun um there's what's the clothing place they got into nordstrom's you bought like a hot pink set from them oh uh zelle Zel for, Zel for she yeah. i really do like zelle for she it is more expensive is. but their quality is really good and they have some like sequin yeah they do some really fun gorgeous. pieces i hope they do sequins again for yeah. holiday yeah and and honestly there's some again like skincare candles yeah lots and lots of them out there that i like i can't even think of because there are so many yeah um yeah yeah, I wish there were more. Plus, I think oh, Red Dolls okay. is owned um, by a black woman, I believe. Uh, but Red Dolls is a whole other we, conversation. Um, and then Nomads is also owned by a black woman. That's also probably we've, we've conversation got conversation about those, but yes, um, <laughs> um, it's still worth your support. Yeah, you know what I'm loving on TikTok? I'm my TikTok is just filled with small businesses mm -hmm. now, and I love it. I love finding the handmade products, and I'm suckered in like every day. Um, so some of my favorite small businesses, the first one's Wicker Darling. They're based in Australia. It's owned by a single mother, Jazz, and she is the sweetest. She always answers her DMs and like has conversations and she posts memes on her business page, which I think is really fun. Um, and she has like one teenage son and she talks about how, you know, she's a single mother that was struggling and now she's built, you know, a small business mm -hmm. that's become 
props she can live off of. If they're um, constantly pre-sold out, right? Yeah, they only do pre-orders and then you get the bag in like eight months. So yeah. it's definitely something you have to be very patient for, but they're handmade yeah. wicker bags in the shape of animals they're and they're handmade from women in the mm -hmm. Philippines. So it's a women-led team in the Philippines. That's they great. hand make it. She pays them fair wages. Mm -hmm. Like really important stuff. Sustainable because it's real wicker. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, plant-based materials. Uh, recyclable oh, in great. a sense because it's like wicker. Wicker yeah, so is I like a reed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very expensive, but again, handmade, handcrafted, uh, women-led women business. Gift. Oh my God, Maybe. such a good gift. But you got to plan it a year ahead. <laughs> Every month she does, like she'll have a few bags left over that she'll sell that you can get that month. Oh, that's great. So that, you can try and fight for one of those or you can do the pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like my top small business I love. Yeah. Another one I'm so excited to buy from, um, I just, I forgot about the recent launch and things go in a minute. Mm is i want to say lale pottery or lalo pottery she makes mugs mm. and they are so whimsical and so cute handmade pottery mm -hmm. she's also a small business um i definitely know of like a clay earring business but i can't think of the name right now i love all the jewelry yeah. ones oh my god i'm a sucker for jewelry like i go on etsy to look for like handmade rings and stuff yeah i think i worked with m and m jewelry i think they're like a mom and daughter um duo based out of san diego i worked with them recently um That's they fine. Do jewelry so yeah there's there's lots, lots yeah of great and then lastly zelly for she for yeah. plus size fashion i really enjoy their more unique designs they have a lot of loungewear which is super comfy mm -hmm. i got a pink loungewear set mm -hmm. a couple months ago i can't wait to wear it for like winter because it is very thick very high quality um, and I can't wait for like sequins for holiday. So mm -hmm. Zelly Fushi, that's black woman owned. Yes. And they are also at Nordstrom's, which is awesome. Yeah. So that's some of our favorite small businesses. Ooh. I know Victoria is going to release a guide. I might do that too. That's a I good idea should. for holiday. Yeah. Um, well, our guards are going to be very different. <laughs> they will. They yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So now we're going to talk about what it takes to be an influencer, all the work that goes into it, because when you're looking from the outside, you don't realize just how many jobs you have to do once you start getting into content creation, blogging, influencer world. So we wanted to talk about it because we bitch and complain to each other about it all the oh, time. Yeah. We wanted to bitch and complain to you We wanted to bitch and complain to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's funny because we just talked about small businesses, yeah. but being an influencer really is a small business. You're wearing all the hats. You're doing, you're a photographer, you're an editor, you're a designer, you're a business manager, you're an accountant, you're a marketer, you're all of these things. It really is like running a small business completely yeah. yourself. Hopefully you have a good support system, like a friend such as Victoria or a partner that can really support you, family members that can support you. Cause it, I think it truly is impossible to do alone. Like if I didn't have Victoria and I didn't have a partner, I think it would be nearly impossible to do alone just because of the sheer amount of work, but also just the sheer amount of stress and anxiety that comes along yeah. with it that people really don't talk about much yeah the burnout the burnout is real i'm feeling it right now mm -hmm. i think i feel it a majority of the time honestly 
Um, it comes and goes, but I would say I feel it much more than half the year. <laughs> and it's sad to say that I've really only been taking Instagram seriously for about one year or 13 months now. Mm. Um, and I feel burnt out after a year. Mm. And people have done this for 10 years, for 15 years. And it's like, <sighs> the burnout is real. Yeah. It's really real when you're posting every day. And I used to post twice a day. Yeah. Um, and now holidays here. Holiday is the biggest time for influencers. It's go, 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 go. Um, it's a lot, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Yeah. So what I did is even though I don't have a lot of money, I started to outsource. Yeah, <laughs> and did. that's the only thing that really keeps me sane. At, at one point I had a YouTube channel and I was paying for those videos to be edited. Um, this blog gets edited. Um the the video and the the audio gets put together by a friend of mine um yeah. i have someone engaging um with new accounts i now have hired someone to help me with my blog um because i need to make sure that i'm i have my own channel because you pour a lot of time and energy into these social media channels yeah. and you just don't know if they're gonna implode one day if they're just gone yeah that's it. You don't have a platform. You don't have an audience. So mm. um, I'm making it a bigger effort this year, um, or I guess next year, to blog consistently, build up my email list. And that is a whole other... That I put to the side because I knew that I was at my capacity. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's just a whole other portion of what you want to think about when you're an influencer. Um, another income stream but a lot of work yeah just just instagram is a full-time job yeah. so yeah adding on youtube a blog tiktok mm -hmm. pinterest all these things okay. it's like adding on either a part-time or a full-time job on top of that each time um i think it's really smart that you outsource but it's very expensive as you as yeah. you said it's 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 an investment in your business um I feel scared to take that step just because, yeah, it feels great to make all the money and I'm working two jobs or three with Instagram and I'm making good money and it's like hard to then give that away back into the business. But that's that is a business grow. mindset. That's, that's how, you how you're going to grow. That's how yeah. you scale. Exactly. And so. you have been in business school and I know. know business things. You know that that's what you need to do but it's, it's hard not to be a dragon a dragon is like you know that hoards all the gold right mm -hmm. you hoard the wealth but then you don't recycle it you don't spread it and so it doesn't grow right yeah. so it's hard not to be a dragon <laughs> and well, i think see, that's my main problem my thing and we talked about this in our last episode we don't want children um and no. a lot of people and this will make sense in a second a lot of people <laughs> think of their children as an extension of them and that's mm. what they're going to leave in the world and um you know that's how they're going to really affect the world is right when they're gone their children lives on i want a business that employs people yeah i want a business that makes a difference and makes a change and yeah. i'm doing that by employing other people um and growing it so i'm not just growing it for me i'm growing it for the people the that world. i uh, yes it's it is my baby wow you're so selfless victoria you it's not it. for you at all you know that's right i'm just the face baby uh-huh <laughs> Of course, we want to be wealthy as well. You know, we want to own great. a business. We want to, you know, do something we love and make a good living off of that. And also, yeah, spread yeah. good in the world. My and success will be other people's success, too. 
was the thing. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I already pay people to, yeah. to help me now, and when that gets even better, I'll pay more people to help me then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, you know, you become an employer. Yeah. I hope you become a fair employer. Not like whipping people and you have to work 16 hours. I, what I want is people who are self-motivated and boss me around. I hate micromanaging. I want oh, I to hate be micromanaged too. by yeah. the, I want people to take ownership. Yeah. If, if you think that there's something that you can help me with and you're really good at it and you just, you just want to take ownership of something, contact me. And if <laughs> I've got a spot for you, um, you're hired. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, it's true. You want a self-starter, someone who um, is confident in their work and who does the work and doesn't need to be micromanaged. Yeah. yeah. Just tell me what you need from me. I'll do it. That's the dream. That's what I'm working towards for sure because I, I want... So I, did, I am paying someone to do my blogs now. Good. Um, the thing is, I have to finish the blogs. Like, yeah. I have to do the images and I have to do the cover art and I can't even get myself to do that like hour of work for each one so my yeah. blogs are backed up so my, my <laughs> blog person um has her own blog and she um she knows how to do those graphics That's and good. she'll send them for approval mm -hmm. and i'll give her some notes or whatever but my um hiccup has been with seo and keywords mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. so we've I've been sending her resources and we've had video calls and I'm like, you know what, if this takes weeks for us to even get the first blog up, that's mm -hmm. fine because we just have to put in this work in the beginning and then mm -hmm. you're going to get it and, you know, that right. we're good. And eventually I'm just going to like skim the blog posts and yeah, post it on up. Yeah, it's just everything's a lot of work. Like, I'd love to go back to YouTube. Like, I really want to go back to YouTube. You can do shorts. I need to get an editor for that. But you could do shorts if you're already making reels. Reels can go on Instagram, TikTok, and I don't want to do shorts. I and they can go on Pinterest. Full videos. No one wants to. Ever, if I go on YouTube, I want to watch a 25-minute video. Oh. I don't want to watch a 5-minute video. Oh. And uh, that's a lot of people on YouTube. That's a majority. A majority of people who watch, like, vlogs or makeup videos or day-in-my-life videos or story times they want at least 15 20 minute videos see i'm usually on youtube for how to's and if someone could show me how to do something in less than a minute that would be amazing but you're not making how to's that's the whole thing no i'm not no we're I'm just, doing but i'm saying like fashion and i'm, stuff like I'm that. going yeah if it's just a quick here's quickly how to style a white tee five ways whatever like i feel like if i want that though i'll just go to instagram or tiktok do like a quick little thing like youtube is for long format video so yeah, I, I want to do that. I know originally that yeah yeah go go for it. Um, best of luck. Mine, mine got deleted. Mine That's was flagged thing. for spam. It did you ever not, restart it? You did, didn't I you? I I did a second one, and it was a lot of money and a lot of work, and yeah. and I just wasn't feeling it. You gotta protect your your own mental health and that's what that was yeah put that on pause too. yeah i had to put mine on pause yeah. it just became too much became because too much. you're you're thinking about photo content for instagram video content for instagram yeah. and tiktok and um beyond that it's also working with brands and yeah. engaging and engaging with the audience you already have as well yeah. as new audience and what to post every freaking day and what what fashion is dropping, 
you know, next week and do I order and return stuff or, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot and it takes a toll on your mental health. I'm That's posting affiliate links so that you're making money when there's no brand deals. It takes a toll. It takes a toll physically and it takes an even bigger toll mentally yeah, on your mental big, health. Our big photo shoots that we have to do in the middle of the day in the hot, hot sun for fall, winter stuff. It's horrible. Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of days that I don't want to do it anymore. Not like I don't want to be an influence anymore. It's like I just can't self motivate myself to do the video to do the photo shoot to do to edit the reel whatever it might be it's just too much yeah. um so you're right i do need to outsource a lot more um but it's also hard like not having that like con i'm a control freak so that's a hard thing for me too but yeah i know i'm i understand that i'm i'm personally not like that um yeah it, it is hard for me to give up control of something but I'm just like it's gonna be better because this person is going to be spending their main focus mm -hmm. their their main time on this task and they probably do it better than me they probably do it faster than mm -hmm. me it's true. and they're gonna want to do a good job because they're getting paid for it um, so that's kind of how I think of it um, yeah no, that's yeah. true uh, if I did a blog post it's gonna be half-assed and yeah. not super entertaining and and probably not great evergreen content that people are going to want to read years from now. Um, right. But if I'm paying someone who's focusing on plus-size fall fashion trends 2021 and they're putting in research and, and finding out what the trends are, it's going to be on trend and it's going to be something entertaining and that's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start dropping them on Tuesday. Good. Tuesdays, yeah. Yeah, I need to start doing my. I'll have one or two dropping this week. My blogs, then they'll be absolutely. It'll be weekly at least. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a lot of work being an influencer, and it's not all glitz and glam. It's a lot of getting dirty and being exhausted and being burnt out and being depressed and being tired and being and an anxiety ridden, over, overflowing inbox of emails. Inbox of Usually, emails. can we send you a pair of glasses that you take twenty post photos in and do a video and yeah put on your oh god the amount of emails I get channel. like that I, I you know what's wild to me brands that are not inclusive sizing wise asking that's still email you yeah I get that too Columbia like, is is um expanding their sizing but only to a 3x and i'm like i can't fit in your <laughs> expansion so yeah. when you expand your expansion let me know when you expand your expansion i love that yeah i don't even answer those brands like if i guess Columbia's a big brand but if it's like uh, if it's a company that's like yeah we'll give you a pair of eyeglasses and do like three posts for us i just mm. i just ignore it I really do. I I can't. I, I used to take the time to be like, no, and here's why. Like, let me educate you. Um, but now I just don't. If it's super insulting, sometimes I'll say, well, my favorite line that I used to use was, um, I'm not looking for a sales position. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies will offer, offer you a product, for, uh, and you post it, and they'll give you commission on sales. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a sales job. That's a commission-based sales job. So I will respond, I'm not looking for a sales position at this time. Mm -hmm. Because uh, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, they never answer me back after that. But it's just like, I'm not looking to be a salesperson. 
like to be a commission-based salesperson yeah. i'm not looking to work for free completely unless it's a brand i really believe in they're just out there casting a wide net so oh the widest net yeah. they're emailing everyone and it's like you're ruining your brand's reputation anyways i'm tired i'm burnt out i'm exhausted i know like i'm very privileged in the sense that i get to do this and don't get me wrong i'm very grateful but i'm also like my mental health is taking a plunge and i'm burnt out and i have a lot of anxiety and i have a lot of stress and i'm working three jobs and i'm that's the thing i'm working my ass off and even my mom was like something has to change like you can't keep going on like this like you're going to kill yourself mm -hmm. i'm like it definitely feels that way like i never felt how I do now with like when people say like oh like I'm working myself to death mm -hmm. like I feel that like I'm wor pushing myself so hard. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna change? I'm gonna have to hire some people. I'm gonna have to outsource. Yeah, I'm already doing the blogs, which is good, but I'm gonna have to outsource maybe someone to edit reels and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm sure there's someone on fire. Edit TikToks and stuff like that. Anyways, again, I'm very, you know, proud of myself and happy for where I am now. Very privileged, but it's it's a lot. It's you you go through a lot. And when you're a business owner, um, you work twenty four seven too. That's oh yeah. That's your life thing. is your work. Your work is your life. Everything is content. Everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, like everything I do, I want to take video and picture of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I. That's not even just an influencer thing. That's just a business owner. That's a thing. business thing. No, yeah. no, that's com that's what I'm saying. We're small businesses. This is applicable to any business. If you're looking to start working for yourself in any capacity, even even if that's like a contract worker, you want to be like a freelancer, graphic designer, or writer, or or software engineer, or whatever it is. If you're working for yourself, if you're working on a contract, if you're freelancing or starting a small business, these are things you really have to deal with. Um, and there's a ton of pros to it, tons of pros, but it's the hardest part is finding that work-life balance, um, that mental health balance, uh, but you have to or you will be burnt out, depressed, suicidal, it can get really ugly. So please take care of yourself. Take man. care of your health, take care of your yeah. mental health, physical health, just well-being. Yeah, care about you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Sorry, and I'm depressing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, here's a fun little thing. While we were filming, my boyfriend said he found a nice, a really nice car wash place. So if he ever wants me to wash my, want it, hold on. Okay. If start he, over. <laughs> if I ever want him to wash my car, he will do it at this place. And That's so nice. Like, Is that like near you? I don't know. Oh. Just take my car. Okay, he'll take your car. Anyway, so that I just thought that was cute. That is sweet. So that's a fun little thing right here at the end of the. That's good. We video. we end. <laughs> we ended on a good note. Do you have any fun little nuggets that you could share? Absolutely not. I'm oh. depressed. Hi. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fun little nugget. Um, I'm just happy a to fug have it. a fuck it. A fuck it. My fuck it. Yeah. Let's end on a fuck it. Um. I'm glad that I have you, Victoria, and my husband to support me and keep me sane. He's my photographer. What would I do without you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It would be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in or watching, and we will see you in our next episode. And follow us at the Bopo Besties. Bopo follow Besties. Follow the Bopo Besties podcast. Yes.
Thank at Fight for Ginger, yeah. Fight for Coach, Natal D, Natal D dot com, Fight for Ginger dot com, yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're everywhere. Support and us. Nowhere. We need it. We need your love. Thank you. Bask love us you. in love. All right. Bye. bye.